Maverick News presents The Rick Walker Show Defrag your mind Good evening everyone, I'm Rick Walker. Welcome back to the Maverick News Channel. Background's not there. I'm sitting in a black hole at the moment, but we'll work on that. We'll get, we'll, 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 I'll pull myself out of the black rabbit hole. I will climb one inch at a time. I will scale the ladder of truth and emerge into the light from the darkness. And tonight, I invite you to join me on that journey as we dig into a number of stories. In Canada, just like the rest of the world, we're seeing real division, violence, violence erupting now in the streets, in communities, on college and university campuses, at schools, all because of the Israel-Palestine war, all because of prejudice, hatred, various versions of history, history being rewritten in ways that inflame tensions. We'll, we'll show you what's going on. I don't know, man. That's the way it is today. What other stories do we have? Oh, the GOP debate last night. <laughs> oh, some interesting things came out of that. I mean, you can assess and decide who you thought who you think one who came out ahead, blah, blah, blah. But I'll tell you, some of the stuff that's uh, politics is hilarious. Vivek Ramaswamy wants to build a wall between Canada and the United States. Okay. Maybe not a bad idea. That's going to have to, that, that'll have to be one heck of a wall. Huge. It's a long border, man. A long border. I remember when it was the world's longest undefended border. Now they want to build a wall. Why? Because society is falling apart. Not just, well, U.S. society, Canadian society, it's falling apart. And I'll show you some examples of that tonight. How it's falling apart. Why it's falling apart. Well, you can, again, assess for yourself. Why do you think society is falling apart? And I'm going to ask you all a question. Do you love your country? Do you? Because I hear so many people just say so many negative things. People can't seem to find anything positive or good about their country anymore. And it, it bothers me. Got to turn that around, man. 
So we'll look at all of that stuff. And maybe along the way, somehow, somehow, some way, we'll find a way to smile a little bit tonight. I hope so. We'll work on that. So don't go away. When we come back, I may, just may, have found my way out of the, uh, the black rabbit hole. So don't go away. More coming at you right after this. The New World Order. Government Overreach. The Great Reset. Mainstream media lies. Now more than ever, independent voices are needed. Donate now at freedomreporters.com. That's freedomreporters.com. Maverick News. The antivirus program for your mind. Well, things are, things kind of are, yeah, things are bad. Things are bad. Uh, what else are you, gonna, are you going to say? Things are bad. And they're bad in Canada. People are fighting. Right. People are fighting. Somebody's messaging me. Who's messaging me? Oh, yeah. Leo's messaging me. Yes, I'm gonna play your video. Yes, I am. I'm going to show you what happened to Leo today. Unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. Things ain't good down there either in Windsor. Not well, I mean, it's good, but not good today. Every day I get up and it's like there's a different mood, a different thing going on. You know, it's like some days I feel like uh, things are maybe getting a little bit better. And then and then, and then it sucks again. And wow, does it suck right now? You know, in uh, in Montreal. For crying out loud, you've got. Um, well, tensions over. The conflict in Gaza, they're escalating. And there was a brawl yesterday afternoon at Concordia University in downtown Montreal. Three people injured. A 22-year-old woman was arrested. A clash between students because you had one group pro-Israel, another group Pro-Palestine, 
or should I say one group anti-Israel, one group anti-Palestine, however you want to, you know, is the glass half full in this brawl melee thing? I don't know. So this happened about 1.30 p.m. yesterday, skirmish between these two groups. And there's all kinds of video of this. Um, a 54-year-old, a 19-year-old security guard, and a student uh, in their 20s suffered injuries. Concordia University President Graham Carr has condemned what he describes as three separate acts of violence or intimidation at school. And uh, in addition, the two security guards and a student being in injured. Uh, they also, huh, what did they find on campus? Swastikas on, on a university building. Yeah. And a student group has published a social media post that, well, some people say could be interpreted as inciting violence. Uh, the mayor of Montreal condemning the violence, condemning the, uh, the fighting. Quebec's public security minister, Francois Barnardel, and higher education minister, Pascal Derry. Uh, wrote a joint letter to administrators at the colleges and universities across the province. And they say that it is, in their words, imperative that post-secondary schools remain places of, again, their words, constructive and respectful exchange and debate. They go on in this letter and say, we will not tolerate any form of intimidation, violence, and incitement to hatred. Okay. Well, you know... Just remember, diversity is our strength. Right? Mm -mm. That's our challenge. That's our challenge now. These politicians, with all their virtue signaling, not thinking things through clearly, I think. Poor planners. Yeah. You want to take a look at some of this stuff? Of course you do. So do I. I want to know what's going on. Let's take a look, shall we? Here we go. Here's a, here's our first clip. Uh, and I just, you know, before I run this stuff, I want to, I want to, I just want to make something clear. Canada's taking it on the chin. Or it's a Nazi nation. What you're about to see here, make no mistake, this is going on around the world. In some places, I would say it's probably worse. But Canada has free speech, free media, for the most part, sort of, kind of. There's some censorship. But the point is, this is the kind of stuff that can be reported. In other countries, they suppress a lot of information. So just remember that. This is bad, and uh, it's not characteristic of Canada. At least it hasn't been. But I don't think this really surprises anyone because over the past decade, I would say, decade, especially the last 
maybe six to seven years because of the changing demographics, whenever there is any kind of international conflict, the people from opposing sides who are now living in Canada tend to come out into the streets and protest and, and sometimes they clash. So it doesn't matter what the, what's going on in the world. You'll find that, you know, it, bubbles up to the surface in Canada somewhere and you'll find a protest and maybe even conflict whether it's the Eritreans or today the Israelis and the Palestinians on the streets and the schools on campus anyway shall we oh let's terrible terrible stuff Okay, so I don't even know what, you know, like they're mad. That's what I can tell from that. So not likely to resolve much there. They're just angry and shouting. That's my analysis of that. And, uh, oh, you want some more uh, intellectual stimulation from campus, I guess? This is it. I don't know. Yeah, here we go. Montreal. Before coming here, I was at Concordia University. I was at the whole building that yesterday witnessed a very intense altercation. And I would like to thank every one of you who came out yesterday to show your support, whether you were there to purchase kufiyas for charity or whether you were simply there to show our numbers to show that you are standing in solidarity with us. We terrified them. Well, isn't that an accomplishment? Well, all right, let's cheer for that. We terrified people. That's a good, oh, that's fantastic. Okay, more um, more highbrow conversation from some really smart people who are pausing for a moment to just keep their emotions suppressed so they can have an intelligent conversation. Here we go. Yep, yep, perfect. That solves everything right there. That's a good one too, eh? Okay. And how about this one here? How about this one? I haven't I haven't watched any of these. I'm just running them randomly. But I can tell you right now what's gonna happen here. Again, people coming together, trying to find the love. And, uh, you know, putting forth intelligent arguments in a civil way. This is what happened. And shall we? Yes. Okay. 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 Okay.
Hey, hey, ho, ho, no way, we're going to go, we're staying here and ain't going to go home. Yeah, okay. Whatever, whatever. We looked at that one, we looked at that one, we looked at that one, looked at that one. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, yeah, okay, here's, now when you go to school these days, it's nice to know that the cops are there to keep you safe. Yes, sir. Cops are there for your safety. How about that one, eh? Isn't that nice? Yeah. An institution of higher learning. What's the lesson today? Reading, writing, and arithmetic. How about this one? This one looks real good. This one looks like people getting along. Welcome to Canada. What is the date today? It is November 9th, 2023. The state of Canada. Justin, are you watching my, my son? Here you go, my boy. What kind of guard are you? What kind of guard? So they had an Israeli flap to try to rip it out of somebody's hands, I guess. You're, you're in our space. Yep. Yeah, calm, cool, collected. Oh, here's another one. Here we go. This looks like a real good one. This, these, these two guys definitely gonna be friends. Definitely. There you go. I have no idea what the heck that is. That says, when hate showed its ugly face concordy today, we respond with love. There you go. Okay, so those two guys definitely going to be friends. So that's a good one. Happy to see that. And I mean that sincerely. It looks like they're finally getting along. So there is hope. Definitely hope. What's this one here? Oh, here's Alexandra Lavoie. Oh, yeah, she interviewed this. Uh, she interviewed this woman. Shall we? Oh, there, she, it's about the flag. Okay, so we'll give credit to Rebel News, and uh, we'll run this brief clip from Alexandra. Oh, it's going to, it'll highlight some of the uh, same highlights we just highlighted. But because there's such great highlights, why not highlight them one more time in a piece that highlights all the highlights from the um, the sporting event at Concordia. Here we go. So we saw the video circulating on social media of an interaction that happened here at the Concordia University. You were there. 
Can you explain to us a little bit what happened? Yeah, so uh, today we had like an event to sell those kufayas to people who wanted to support Palestine. And um, after that, after selling them, we were starting chanting like free, free Palestine and like like slogans to like free Palestine from the genocide happening there. And um, next to us, there was a stand, another stand with like pro-Israelis. And I just saw like they had flags. I don't know if they were also selling something. And after that, like we kept chanting like free, free Palestine. And like a lot of people were chanting with us just for support for the country. And then um, some like pro-Israelis came also to chant like that they want peace or things like that. And after that, after like chanting, then like people started to be a bit like more aggressive because of everything that is happening. So like families are being directly affected. So of course it's a really like sensitive subject. And uh, because of that, like people, were starting to be more aggressive and at the end of all the protests well people like started to be more physical and the police came and for me it looked like they were descending a lot the israeli side because they were blocking like that like for us to know not go like against them or something like that but they were not doing the the other way around so i thought it was just like a bit sad to be honest but yeah, in the end, like the police came and everybody like just went away. Enough that it's gonna get worse gonna get worse this is the UN High Commissioner for Human Rights Volker Turk he says that both Palestinian militant groups and Israel are guilty of war crimes he says the atrocities perpetuated by Palestinian armed groups on October 7th were heinous, brutal, and shocking. They were war crimes, as is the continued holding of hostages, he says. The collective punishment by Israel of Palestinian civilians amounts also to a war crime, as does the unlawful, forcible evacuation of civilians. Shall we dip into this video? Oh, let's. Here he is, ladies and gentlemen. Mm -hmm. The atrocities perpetrated by Palestinian armed groups on the 7th of October were heinous. They were war crimes, as is the continued holding of hostages. The collective punishment by Israel 
of Palestinian civilians is also a war crime, as is unlawful, forcible evacuation of civilians. Okay. But wait, there's more. Oh, yes. There was, uh, there were shootings at two Jewish schools. Montreal's mayor, Valerie Plant, says that she is horrified. After shots were fired at uh, Jewish schools, she's asking for calm following these acts of violence. She says, our values are to be inclusive, to be respectful, and it has to stay that way because this is what Montreal wants, she says. So I guess the first uh, incident uh, was called into police around 8.20 a.m. This is when a member of the United Talmud Torahs of Montreal found a bullet hole in a door of the school. This was uh, this is on St. Kevin and Victoria Avenues. This is a, a site that contains both, there's both an elementary school and a high school on that site. And about a half an hour later, someone called 911 about a bullet hole found in the door of Yeshiva Gedola, a Jewish school. And over there, the school also houses a daycare center. It's near the intersection of Vimy Avenue and Deacon Road. It's about 10 minutes away from the other school. The schools are empty at the time of the shootings, so nobody was hurt. Police have not made any arrests. But the mayor did hold a news conference and delivered a, a message directly to the perpetrators of these shootings. She says, you'll answer for your actions. This is not who we are in Montreal, she says. We will not accept it, she says. And of course, all this coming right on the heels of that violence, those, uh, those clashes, that melee of sorts at Concordia, all the shouting. Montreal police say they've had 25 hate-motivated incidents targeting Arab-Muslim communities since the start of the Israel-Hamas war. And there have now been 73 incidents targeting Jewish communities for a total of 98 collectively since October 7th. Mm-hmm. Yup. Yup, yup, yup. All right, let's uh, let's listen to the clip from the mayor of Montreal. I've got that for you. Here we go. Hang on. I'm getting it up on the screen. Don't go away. Stay right there. Here it comes. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Here it is. Here it is. Here's the mayor of Montreal. We all woke up horrified by the shooting of two Jewish schools in Côte and these events are the latest in a series of violent incidents in Montreal to which the SPVM is fully committed. 
I'm thinking of yesterday act of violence against students in Concordia University. I'm thinking about the attack of a synagogue in Dollar des Ormeaux on Monday night and the hateful comments that are spilled out every day in the public space and in social media. This is absolutely unacceptable. This is not Montreal. Our values is to be inclusive, to be respectful, and it has to stay that way because this is what Montrealers wants. Since the beginning of the conflict, I've been meeting with the various communities hit hard by the Israel-Hamas conflict. The impact of the, on these communities are, is, is dramatic. I appeal to collective responsibility. Mm -hmm. In the face of our sense of, of maybe feeling powerless, we need, and fear, because fear is, is real, we, not, we must not give up to violence. We need to think about how can we stay united and to talk respectfully and to walk through respectfully through this very tough period. I also want to appeal for moderation. When I talk to people in streets and in shops, what people want is peace. So we can't leave room for those who wants to respond with violent actions. Mm -hmm. Today, I'm accompanied by the SPVM to appeal for calm. They will be sharing some of the actions that are being put together. But I also want to appeal to those who commit hateful and criminal acts. You will answer for your actions. This is not who we are here in Montreal. We will not accept it. Every violent and hateful event will be investigated by the SPVM, which spares no efforts to keep our metropolis safe. So we, my call is to be united, to be strong, to mobilize for peace and to avoid an escalation of violence. Thank you. Okay. You know, these politicians can sit there and say things like, this is not who we are. This is not our community. Then what is it? What is it? It's not just one thing, one time. Isn't it? Is, is that not the community? Is... It is what it is. Justin Trudeau weighing in on this today. Guess what he says? This is not who we are as Canadians, isn't it? Is this maybe not what we have become? And then ask yourself why. But here he is. Canada, nulle part. In English, uh, just in English, sir, oh, please, okay. before. Sorry. We are seeing every day in the news, on our social media streams, images that are terrible, terrible to watch, terrible to comprehend what's happening to innocents around the world, particularly in the Middle East. And emotions are therefore running high as people have family members, people are, are, are feeling grief, feeling anger, feeling fear for what's going on, fear for themselves, for their families, for their loved ones, for people on the other side of the world. And unfortunately, 
We are seeing an increase in threats of violence, in violence, in hatred. That's not who we are as Canadians. We are a country that has done better than just about any other country at understanding and respecting different perspectives, at reaching out neighbor to neighbor to share tears, to share anguish, to share fears, and to be there for each other. Now, right now, while this conflict and crisis rages in the Middle East, Canadians have an opportunity and therefore a responsibility to look to be there for each other. Not to necessarily agree. Our diversity includes diversity of perspectives and opinions. But not to hate. Not to lash out with threats of violence or actual violence against someone you disagree with. No matter how strongly felt your fears or convictions are, it doesn't give you the right to do what we saw yesterday at Concordia or in the shots fired at Jewish schools today in Montreal. These are not, not who we are. And if anywhere in the world is going to start building the kinds of understandings that we're going to need to see peaceful resolution in the Middle East, to see eventually a viable, safe Palestinian state alongside a viable state, uh, safe Jewish state, then it starts in a place like Canada. And for people to be lashing out to each other, that's forgetting who we are. And it's forgetting the very values that are most necessary in this time. Hmm. Well... What values is he referring to? Canadian values? He has said in the past that Canada has no real culture. It's the world's first post-national state. So what is Canada? It's... If... if <laughs> You know, all this talk from these politicians, it's also empty. They came up, you know, and, and these academics. A long time ago, they came up with this idea to try and experiment. Even as a kid, I saw the challenge that was thrust upon us. And it began before I was ever born. And now we have this extremely diverse society. I do have faith in people. And I think over time, we will find a way to live together. But... <laughs> you can't expect... There's such the people are so these people are so naive. How many times have I heard people say, "Well, they're just people." When they come here, they're just people. 
Just people. Yeah. And do you know what people are capable of? And do you know what happens when people with different points of view come together? <clears throat> do you know what people do to each other? Look at history. When you mix people of different religions that uh, are in conflict with each other and have been for thousands of years. And look what happens. And then you have them live next to each other. What do you think is going to happen? I've got nothing against anybody. I'm just giving you the reality. I'm, I'm, I look at people and they fight. <laughs> it's amazing, actually, that people get along as well as they do. Because for the most part in this country, people get along. But turn the heat up a little bit, and it doesn't take long for things to boil over. And from everything I'm seeing, people haven't learned the important lessons from history. Even if they know history, people haven't learned the important lessons from history. Am I wrong? Look at what's going on on campus. And where, <laughs> where would those lessons be taught? University. What a mess. What a bloody mess. Let's dip in on uh, Maxime Bernier's Facebook page. He's the leader of the People's Party of Canada. And that is really the party. Um, well, you know, the conservatives under Harper, they, they did have a, a much more conservative immigration policy than the liberals. But Bernier, uh, the most vocal and even more conservative on immigration. Let's see what he has to say about this stuff on his Facebook page. So we'll come back to this one. He says, the guy who has done the most for years to divide Canadians into belligerent tribes, thinks he can now bring people together. He could contribute by disappearing. And that is Bernier talking about Justin Trudeau. Yeah, he says here, this was from yesterday. Well, well, the Overton window is really moving fast. Now it's establishment conservative Tasha Kiridin, who's been attacking me for years as an extremist weirdo who writes a column where she lists all the negative aspects of official multiculturalism and the balkanization of Canadian society into warring ethnic tribes. This sounds exactly like my infamous six tweets on extreme multiculturalism and the cult of diversity from five years ago that all her cowardly friends and the fake conservative party denounced. She would have been similarly smeared as a xenophobe and white supremacist by all her establishment friends if she had written that column five years ago. But thanks in large part to the PPC, it's now becoming mainstream. Of course, she's too chicken to mention that I was the first one 
to dare openly say all of this and that I was right all along. And that's an op-ed in the National Post in Canada. Canada's multicultural utopia, now a balkanized grievance factory, is the headline from her opinion editorial. Um, it's a mess, folks. It's a mess. It absolutely is. Nevertheless, it is true that we can't let hate, anger, emotions take over. And whether we like it or not, the demographics are the demographics. What's done is done. Now we can look to the future, put pressure on government, on politicians to alter, change course a little bit, or maybe a lot, in order to properly serve people, including new Canadians, people arriving in the country to make sure that everyone has ample opportunity to prosper and raise families in a healthy way. That we have adequate capacity in our healthcare system and our education system that we can generate jobs that we can provide houses for people, keep people fed, keep people living in a, uh, a prosperous society and in a prosperous state. We've got real challenges ahead of us. You know, and the last three years have been the most challenging ever, I think, for Canada. And that's because of the incompetence of our government. And they've, it's like they've engaged in, uh, I don't know, like they, they, they cut the, the, the nation's wrists or something. It's like they're trying to commit suicide. It's bizarre. You know, with the lockdowns, the mandates, all of that stuff. And then, you know, so today, Bernier also posted this, as you know, the last surviving signet person who signed the Charter of Rights and Freedoms and helped draft it, write it, Brian Peckford. They launched a constitutional challenge, Bernier and Peckford. And it was thrown out and then they appealed it because it was declared moot because the mandates had been lifted. So the judge said, no, it's moot. No need to hear the case because the government's lifted the mandates, but they wanted the case to go forward anyway because the government could easily bring such mandates back. Well, he says here today, I am very disappointed, but not at all surprised by this decision. Given the kind of biased questions and comments the judges made at our hearing a month ago, 
And the headline here is the Justice Center for Constitutional Freedoms says breaking the federal court of appeal has released its decision dismissing the Honorable Brian Peckford and Maxine Bernier's appeal to the declaration of mootness in their constitutional and jurisdictional challenge to the federal government's travel vaccine mandate. And then to finish up Bernier's comment, he says, I will be talking to my colleague, Brian Peckford, and other callers to determine the next step. I will continue to do all I can to fight against these unfair travel restrictions and ensure they are never enforced again. And we'll go to this link, and here is a copy of the decision. Let's take a quick gander at that. Here it is. I don't need to read it. You get the point. It's all right there. Bottom line is court's not going to hear the case. It says the appellants raise many issues in their memoranda of fact and law and in their oral submissions. Several of these issues relate to the merits of their applications. However, the merits of the applications are beyond the scope of the present appeals. Even on the issues that are properly before this court for consideration, the appellant's written arguments generally fail to recognize that we must apply the appellate standards of, of review. Except on pure questions of law, we will not interfere with the federal court's decision in the absence of a palpable and overriding error. This is a highly differential standard, as stated in Plato versus Canada, 2015 FCA 217 at para 4, which says the identification of the legal factors to determine if a case is moot is a question of law reviewable under the standard of correctness. Canada Fisheries and Oceans, David Suzuki Foundation, 2012 FCA 40. Once it is established that a case is moot, the judge has a broad discretion to hear the matter or not, but must properly weigh the criteria established in Borowski versus Canada, Attorney General, 1989. This fine exercise of balancing is a mixed question of facts and law. Deference is owed to that decision. I would say that because the judge, and it is clearly stated here, based on the legal precedents in place, that the judge has a, and these are the words in here, it says a broad discretion to hear the matter or not. And I would say that the judge should if weighing things properly and in the interests of citizens should err on the side of hearing the case almost always depending on the evidence presented but in this particular case i would say the proper thing to have done would have been to err on the side of hearing the case to make sure that the arguments are heard, that the issues are dealt with. 
someone takes it to that level, why wouldn't you? Because it has to be politically motivated, I would say, to not hear it. The judge in the ruling obviously is going to say otherwise, but there's pressure involved here. Now, I don't know if it would rise to the level of corruption. You can decide for yourself. But clearly, they don't want this thing being heard. It is shameful. <laughs> to me, it's, it's, it's cut and dried. It's plain as day what shouldn't have happened, what needs to happen, this should have been heard. Yet somehow I feel like it's not over yet. Got to be more coming. Definitely got to be more coming. And there will be more coming right here on the Maverick News Channel right after this. Hello, world. Are you awake? Uniting humankind by liberating millions of minds at a time. Maverick News. The world is watching. Greetings brave mavericks. Our quest for truth continues. We go beyond fake news. Together we expose propaganda. Together we pull others. Out. Of rabbit holes. We are maverick thinkers. We are all unique individuals. Individuals. Defenders of individual rights. And freedoms. Credible. Trusted. Grounded in reality. Maverick News, Maverick News. Defending free speech, free speech, speech. Donate at freedomreporters.com. Do it now. Tomorrow, maybe too late, too late, too late, too late. Maverick News. The world is watching. Third GOP debate. Who won? Who lost? Who gained? I don't know. Doesn't matter. Donald Trump seems to be so far in front. It might not matter. I suppose it might matter if he's not able to run because of his legal woes. Nikki Haley. Man, she's like, is she a hawk or what? Like, very aggressive uh, on, on the war stuff, man. Let's listen to this one. A few clips here for you tonight from 
the GOP debate. I have to tell you, you know, she used to, I, I used to think, well, there's a pretty competent uh, conservative. Don't really know much about her, but uh, she seems like she's okay. But she kind of scares me now. I, I don't know. It's almost like she's overcompensating for something. I, it's, what is it? Weren't women supposed to keep us out of wars? I remember when I was a kid, the the uh, the feminists would always say, "We need more." Uh, we <clears throat> I need to sound like a feminist. We need to bring more women into politics because if women were running the world, we wouldn't have any more wars. And then we got Margaret Thatcher, the Iron Lady, who was a pretty competent leader, but didn't keep us out of any wars. It was kind of like, uh, yeah, more of the same with more and more women in office. Uh, but here's Nikki Haley last night talking about Iran. Iran responds to strength. You punch them one and you punch them hard and they will back off. Iran responds to strength. You punch them one and you punch them hard and they will back off. Iran responds. You punch them one. You punch them one. You punch them one. Give him the old one, one. <laughs> what the? She fights like a girl, <laughs> which is pretty scary. Yeah. You don't want to get into a fight with a girl. At least I don't. Uh, and then she says, uh, what's this one? She says she's going to fight for, says Republicans will, go after, Republicans will go after our social security and Medicare programs that we have paid into and earned. This is some left-wing thing. I don't know what that is all about. Whatever. And they're going to throw granny off a cliff too. Yeah, whatever. Um, <laughs> and then, you know, like I would say it's like Haley, Vivek Ramasawami, and uh, DeSantis. Those are the three you need to be looking at with the GOP and uh, let's go to Vivek first. Okay. He, he's like a really good speaker, but there's something about the guy. He just, to me, he seems kind of plastic, kind of fake. It's like, he's just saying things because he knows people want to hear it. That's the way he comes off to me a little bit. Maybe not. I don't know. Maybe I'll meet him sometime. Maybe you never, you never know. You never know. He might end up on the show sometime. I messaged him quite a long time ago. Let's listen to what he has to say about this, whatever he's going to say here. A good relationship with that next president of Mexico. We'll use our own military to seal our own southern border. What we need to do is stop using our military to protect somebody else's border halfway around the world when we're short right here at home. Get serious about protecting this border. And then the other thing that hasn't been discussed is the northern border. I'm the only candidate on the stage, as far as I'm aware, who has actually visited the northern border. There was enough fentanyl that was captured just on the northern border last year to kill 
Three million Americans. So we got to just skate to where the puck is going, not just where the puck is. Don't just build the wall, build both walls. Can't just complete the wall, use the military to seal the Swiss cheese for the tunnels that they're actually building underneath that wall. Thank you, Mr. Ramaswamy. And actually get this job done. (laughs) Uh, uh, He's the only candidate that's visited the northern border. Welcome, welcome to the Great White North, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. Let's build. Let's build two wall. Build build a wall all build a wall all the way around the whole United States. Build it all the way around, and never again shall we venture uh, to take a take a trip to the U.S. of A. I used to cross that border, just flash my driver's license. And head into Detroit all the time, you know. Now it's Swiss cheese and and it's like uh, Nazi fentanyl central up here, man. <laughs> yeah, okay. You got all them uh, drug crazed Nazi guys up there, eh? And uh, and they all speak like uh, like uh, it's like it's. it's Bang German French and stuff, and it's like, it's like this weird lingo that they talk up there. You know, it's kind of like a French uh, Newfoundlander uh, uh, Spanglish or something. It's weird, and and they're all like drugged up all the time. They if they they're like all smoking their uh, their fentanyl laced uh, weed, and then they're digging tunnels like like gophers. You ever been out to like Alberta? If you go out there. They got them. Uh, they got them gopher holes everywhere. It's it's like a gopher here, a gopher there, a gopher gopher everywhere. You go for uh, go for a beer. <laughs> you, you go for McDonald's. You go for Timmy's. Gophers everywhere. And Vivek, he's he's the only one who understands it. No, and you got to build the wall to keep the the Newfoundlanders out, especially. Can't have them coming over because they're just too friendly. Don't let the Newfoundlanders in. They'll, they'll hug you to death. And the Mentarians? I don't even know what to say. All right, they're always skating where the puck's going to be, never where it is. It's like the guy has pee or something because they're all on their fentanyl. And it gives them like extra sensory perception. It distorts the reality. And the next thing you know, they're in a third dimension and they just like penetrate the wall. It's like, I don't know what to say. They're getting beamed up and, and they're getting laser beamed from outer space. And and look, I'm telling you, it's all true. William Shatner, just look at him. He's a spaceman. You think that he's a humanoid? No. He's the original artificial intelligence incarnation of the aliens. He came from the Starship Enterprise for crying out loud. I saw it on TV myself. Vivek, save us. Save your country. Why would Jackson Anchor want to invade us? I don't know. I don't even know what accent I'm speaking in anymore because diversity is our challenge. I don't even have an identity anymore. One minute I'm speaking like a frog, and the next minute I'm speaking like a gopher. 
then I don't know what I am anymore. Am I an Englishman? Fee, fi, fo, fum? I don't know. I smell the blood of something. I smell blood in the water. <laughs> I sure do. There's blood everywhere these days. Just, uh, just like flowing like a river, isn't it? All around the world. It's pretty disgusting. Let's build a wall. That'll solve everything. I mean, I don't know. I wasn't against the wall along the Mexico border. And I think they need to do something about that. And if they want to build a wall, it's cool with me. Build a wall. What the heck? Build a wall along the Canadian border. Yeah. You know, I think it's harder to emigrate to the United States if you're a Canadian than it is if you're, like, from any other country in the world. It's like they're really afraid of us these days. Well, he is anyway. Why are they, why, why, why are they so afraid of us, Canadians? Maybe, I, I don't know. I didn't think I was that scary. I've been over there a lot of times. Never caused no trouble. Never got into any trouble. I went cross-border shopping a few times. <laughs> <That's> just... <laughs> oh, man. Like, what is it with these politicians? I just don't know. I just, it's, wow. You know what? Yeah, he, Vivek definitely needs to come on our show. You know why? Because that guy, I guarantee you, he doesn't know thing one about the place I live in. That guy, he knows nothing about Canada. Zip. Nothing. <laughs> I'll tell you, even people that think they know what it's like up here, every people I talk to, they haven't got a clue. They don't know what it's like here at all. You have to come here and visit. And you can't just visit here. You're going to have to go and visit a bunch of different places because it's so different everywhere you go across the country. I mean, go visit Quebec City. Okay, visit here. I'll show you corn. <laughs> lots and lots of corn and soybeans. Then go to Quebec City. And you'll think you've stepped back into like the 1800s. It's so beautiful. It's just fantastic <laughs> okay don't build the wall just go to quebec city and then you go to montreal you want to know what they you know oh tunnels yeah they dug tunnels they did the vec they dug a big tunnel and then they put a shopping mall in it yeah, they did. I think it's the world's biggest underground shopping mall. I might be wrong about that, but it's pretty it's pretty big. It used to be. If it isn't today, it was at one time, I think. And But that's what they do when, when they build tunnels in Canada. They turn them into shopping malls. <laughs> oh, but that's very capitalistic. Now, better overthrow the government. Can't have capitalism in a tunnel. They might go right under the border from, from, from Montreal. Next thing you know, they're right underneath there. And you know where else they built a tunnel? And this one's pretty damn cool. The Windsor-Detroit Tunnel goes right underneath the Detroit River. Have you ever been through it, Vivek? It's a marvel of engineering. 
it's really cool. You should look. There's there's some there are some documentaries on how they built that thing, and that was a joint venture. Like, the, of course, we had to cooperate with you guys over on the American side when we used to get along. <laughs> Let's build a wall along the Canada, the northern port. Keep those Canucks out of here. What is that? That was a highlight from the debate. Can't wait for that guy to get elected president of the United States and be in charge of foreign policy. I wonder what will happen. <laughs> what is going to happen to our to the USMCA, formerly NAFTA? What's going to happen to our trade deals? We must stop those Canadians. Oh, what a weird, <laughs> you just look at this guy. Like, I'm sorry, man. Like, come on. I was liking you. Uh, I was, I was liking you. I was, I'm, I still like you, but just maybe that much less today. It's just my Canadian way. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, you got to go to Ottawa, too, because you know what they have in Ottawa? Beaver tails. Yeah. Beaver tails. That's a threat to U.S. national security, if ever there was one. You know, you could get invaded by the beaver tails. You know, what's a beaver tail? It's like a, it's like a donut thing. <laughs> And we have canoes. Coleman's. I don't think I can take anymore. <laughs> Jeez, where do they find these guys? <laughs> like, seriously, <laughs> where do they find them? They dig these guys up and they're like, would you like to be the president? <laughs> it's like, well, I don't know. What qualifications do I need? Nothing. <laughs> uh, just be willing to um, build a wall. <laughs> and, and you can get elected. Anyone willing to build a wall can get elected. Or just oppose the wall. I guess I don't know, man. This is so stupid. It's all so stupid. It's all so stupid. Isn't it stupid? All this stuff. It's all ridiculous. I'm losing my mind. Can you tell? Don't go away. I'll try and I'll try. I'll try and get it together before we come back on the other side. <laughs> Maverick News.
The world is watching. And you're definitely going to want to stick around because tonight, <laughs> tonight, in in a little while, coming up, the big butt slap. <laughs> and I think it's a Maverick News exclusive. Okay, it's a Maverick News exclusive report on the big butt slap. <laughs> oh, it yeah, because I think I'm I've uncovered it. <laughs> It's coming up. It's coming up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, I got, oh, I love it. Um, <clears throat> you'll see. You'll see. <laughs> it's, yeah. Uh, what else was there out of this thing last night? Um, yeah, there was the, uh, the, the Ron DeSantis thing, too. Okay. My take on this is going to be a little bit different, too. I'm in a mood tonight. <laughs> This is a serious news program. <laughs> Normally, kind of it is sometimes, but I mean, oh my God. Okay. <laughs> okay, so Ron DeSantis. Let's listen to it. We'll get one of his clips. And then I've got Ben Shapiro commenting on Ron DeSantis. Okay, <laughs> here we go. Okay, Ron, lay it on me, lay it on us. Give it to me. Give it to me, Ron. Give it to me. What are you going to say? This country is in trouble, and the elites that have put us here, they don't care about you. They don't care that you're having to grapple with higher grocery prices or have higher gas prices. They don't care that your family's less secure because of the open border that's allowed drugs and even terrorists to come into this country. Well, I care. I am not going to sit idly by and let this country continue its downward spiral. We need leadership, and we need it now. I'll take the hits. I'll take the arrows. I'll take the slings. Because ultimately, it's not about me. It's about you. I will fight for you. I will make sure to lead this country's revival, and I will win for you and your family. Actions speak louder than words. We don't have time for excuses, and it's not something that we're going to be able to have all these distractions. As a veteran, I will get the job done. Now, if you look where we are now, it's a lot different than where we were in 2016. And Donald Trump's a lot different guy than he was in 2016. He owes it to you to be on this stage and explain why he should get another chance. He should explain why he didn't have Mexico pay for the border wall. He should explain why he racked up so much debt. He should explain why he didn't drain the swamp. And he said Republicans were going to get tired of winning. Well, we saw last night, I'm sick of Republicans losing. In Florida, I showed how it's done. One year ago here, we want a historic victory, including a massive landslide right here in Miami-Dade County. That's how we have to do it. So I promise you this, as the nominee, next November, I'll Thank get the go. job done. And as president, I will your, deliver your time for is you. Up. Let me turn to ambassador. Well, at least he doesn't want to build a wall again on the northern border. <clears throat> if they, if he, if Vivek builds the wall along the northern border, am I going to have to pay for it? 
Cause I ain't got, I, I can't really afford it. Okay. Just saying. <laughs> uh, okay. So here's Ben Shapiro. Now he's not running for president. It's okay. But he did comment on DeSantis and I came across this clip and I'm going to run it because I found it amusing. Okay. Hang on. Who's calling me? I'll have to call this person back. Okay, Ben, the floor is yours, my friend. Take it away. I've said this before. I think that of the candidates available on the stage, Ron DeSantis is the best nominee. Why? Because he's actually competent at his job. He can point out successes in Florida and he can say, I did the thing. I did the thing is a pretty good campaign slogan. I did it, right? I made my state better. I made my state stronger. It's a pretty good campaign slogan. So that's basically what DeSantis was doing last night. Here he was. I said, I did the thing. I did the thing. I, I did the thing. I'm going to listen to it one more time. This is Ben Shapiro's new campaign slogan for Ron DeSantis. I did the thing. The best nominee. Why? Because he's actually competent at his job. He can point out successes in Florida and he can say, I did the thing. I did the thing. I did the thing is a pretty, I did the thing. pretty good campaign slogan. A pretty good one. It's a pretty good one. I did the thing. I did the thing. I did the thing. I did it. Right. I made my state better. I made my state stronger. That's a pretty good campaign slogan. So that's basically what DeSantis was doing last night. Here he was. I did the thing. I did the thing. I did it. I did the thing. What did you do, Ron? I did the thing. It's my, I did the thing. Why did you vote for Ron DeSantis? Well, I voted for Ron because he did the thing. What did he do? The thing. Yeah, well, you know, I know where he got it. I, I know where Ben, I know where he got it. Do you, you know where he got, he stole that. He stole it and then tweaked it just a little bit to disguise the fact that he's plagiarizing. Come on. Come on now. Admit it. You got it from Biden, didn't you? Yes, you did. Uh-huh. Yup, yup, yup. <laughs> yes, you did. We owe these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by the go, you know the you know the thing. I do, I know the thing. You know the thing. I do, I know the thing. You know the thing. I said what's the thing? The thing. That I know. You know the, the thing. thing. I do, I know the thing. You know the thing. I do, I know the thing. You know the thing. I said what's the thing? The thing.
You know the thing. I do, I know the thing. You know the thing. I do, I know the thing. You know the thing. I said, what's the thing? Greetings brave mavericks. Our quest for truth continues. We go beyond fake news. Together we expose propaganda. Together we pull others. Out. Of rabbit holes. We are maverick thinkers. We are all unique individuals. Individuals. Defenders of individual rights. And freedoms. Credible. Trusted. Grounded in reality. Maverick News, Maverick News. Defending free speech, free speech, speech. Donate at freedomreporters.com. Do it now. Tomorrow, maybe too late, too late, too late, too late. Maverick News. The world is watching. Okay, I'm here. But wait, there's more. <laughs> Do you remember those old TV commercials from KTEL and Ronco? Pocket Fisherman. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> this, the, the, it slices, it dices. Yeah. But wait, there's more. There is more. There's more right now. Uh, while the GOP debate was going on, Donald Trump held a rally down in Florida. <laughs> now, being the serious investigative journalist that I am, I went through a little bit of the video from the speech last night. I didn't watch the whole thing, I, I have to confess. It was kind of running in the background, and I was just doing other stuff and I was half paying attention. There is one thing from the Trump speech last night that caught my attention that I'm going to, I'm going to run for you tonight and comment on. But as I was queuing things up today, the really important thing came to light. I, and it's from Donald Trump Jr. And it happened while his girlfriend, Kimberly, I can never pronounce her name. Gilfoyle? I think that's how you pronounce her last name. I butcher it all the time. So Kimberly's walking off stage or whatever, and then and she's handing things off to her boyfriend, Donald Trump Jr. And 
I'm just telling, I'm just saying, okay, this is, this is the, this is the big butt slap. <laughs> oh, God. Oh. 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 At least that's, that's what I think it was. You guys are going to have to help me out here and tell me if that's what we're, what, what we're about to witness. All right. Here it comes. Like, what? I'm like, I watched this a couple of times and I was like, what the heck is he doing? What the heck is, what is that? This is his girlfriend. And, and we'll do it. Maybe we'll come back and do it slow mo too. So you can, you can figure it out. All right. Here it comes. All right. This is last night. Hang on. Let's get some audio to go with this. Okay. Oh yeah, baby. Oh, there you go, honey. Oh, did you see it? What was that? What was he doing? Let's roll it back. <laughs> the big butt slap. Hang on, let's do it slow mo. Half speed, half speed. Here it comes. Okay, here comes his uh, his main squeeze. She's going to see her main squeeze. These two are going to do like a, a semi squeeze and then the super big butt slap. Sort of, not really a big one. It's a kind of missed. What? They're doing a little dance flirting a little bit and then the semi-embrace but I think they need it and pow yep I think so I think so you know what I like about it they meant it they meant it I think they like each other not like Justin Trudeau and his wife Sophie. Remember that that thing? They were at a vineyard or something, and I don't have the clip queued up, but but uh they're standing there and pretending to be the happy couple. And then he he looks over at her and he goes, mm, and then she gives him a little peck and then turns her head away because she obviously can't stand being near the guy. And then it wasn't short, short, wasn't long after they announced that they were like splitsville. Right. But those guys, they got something going on. I'm telling you, you can tell. You can tell. Yeah. It just, I told you, man, like you can count on me to dig deep and get you the important side of the story. <laughs> okay. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I, I just thought it was funny. I'm like, I would not do that. You know, I wouldn't even do that. I would like not. I wouldn't do that to, in public to my wife. I just maybe I'm just a prude, but it's like, yeah, baby, pow! <laughs> I going up on stage now, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna give a good speech, and I'm all pumped up because I'm a listening to Ted Nugent with you, baby. <laughs> oh God! Oh politics. Anyway, 
what, am I wrong? <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so. I think he can hardly wait to finish up with that speech. And <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's what I took from it. Well, he's a young man. Yeah, and I I think she's okay with it. Okay, because <laughs> I think I think they like each other. Yeah, that's his girlfriend. Still, it's just. Okay, I'm going up on stage now, honey. <laughs> what the hell is that? Oh, oh my God. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> did you just do the butt slap thing in public on TV? It's like, oh my God. Okay, enough. All right. So what What was, uh, let's get to the speech. What a weird night. What a weird night. <laughs> just, um, Donald Trump <clears throat> wants to build a missile dome. <laughs> okay. It's not even funny, it, but it's like, it is, it is funny in a way. I think they just make this, I think he just makes stuff up as he goes along. And then, but the scary thing is um, he can actually make it happen, right? It's not scary in the sense that I'm afraid of the missile dome. It's just scary that someone has so much power or could have so much power again that you can just make stuff up, just decide to do something on a whim, announce it in front of thousands of people at a speech and say, you know what? I think I might build a missile dome <laughs> and then do it with our money. <laughs> Well, not mine specifically. I'm not a U.S. citizen, so I don't pay U.S. taxes. Well, unless I go across the border. I better hurry up before Vivek builds the wall. Okay, so here's Trump talking about building a missile dome. And what happened to his freedom cities? He was going to build freedom cities. I, that sounded like maybe something that might be better than a 15 minute city. And he doesn't talk about it anymore. I think that thing kind of backfired on him. I think he scared the crap out of people because when people heard freedom city, I'm going to build freedom cities. And some of the stuff sounded really good to me, but people were like, no, it's just a 15 minute city in disguise. Right. Anyway, he doesn't talk about it anymore. So I guess we're not doing that one, but He's gonna. He wants to do this one now, and I think I think he just made it. Honestly, I just get the I, the impression that he just made it up last night. Here it is. Would have never taken place to protect our citizens. Here we we'll go. Back. This there's going to be a time very quickly. It's almost probably here where we no longer have any power to help the world and help a lot of other. A lot of great people that are dying. We have people dying all over the world right now. Nobody would have died in Ukraine. Nobody would have died in Russia. Lost many, many soldiers. Nobody would have died. Nobody would have died. Nobody in Israel. The attack would have never taken place. Would have never taken place. To protect our citizens from foreign threats, I will build state-of-the-art missile defense shields. And the Florida space industry will be a center of the action. So you're going to be very happy. 
You know, it's true. I want to build a dome because, you know, you have all these countries now and more and more they want the weapons and they got the missiles and they got everything. And we now have it down. Ronald Reagan wanted to do that. He was met with tremendous anger from Russia. I said, why are they angry if we want to build a shield? But that's the way it was. But we're going to build a shield and we have a technology. You see it now working all the time. It shoots down needles in the sky. We have the greatest technology in the world and we're going to build a dome right around this country and we're going to save ourselves from some maniac that wants to start shooting at us, right? And it means a lot of jobs and that's one that I like a lot. I will end Joe Biden's war on American energy and we will unleash our most powerful economic weapon. We are going to drill for so much oil. We are going to, as I said before, we are going to drill, baby, drill. We're going to bring down your costs. We're going to drink. We are bringing down your energy costs. We have the highest energy costs anywhere now. And, you know, energy is really what started inflation. And I don't know if you've ever heard, but inflation is called the country buster. You can go back 300 years and you can see why some great empires failed. Many of them failed because of the word inflation. You look at Germany, old day Germany, and you look at so many other countries, inflation is a country buster and it's busting our country right now where bacon is five times more expensive than it was just a short while. Bacon, even I say, I don't want any bacon, it's too expensive. But we're gonna get it under control and we're gonna do it fast because we're gonna have so much energy and the prices are gonna come down and everything else is gonna follow. Under crooked Joe Biden, the economy is floundering. Families are suffering and the largest growth industry in our country by far is government. It's the only thing that's growing. When I'm reelected, we will stop Joe Biden's inflation disaster. We will rebuild the greatest economy in the history of the world. We'll do it. And unlike Ron DeSanctimonious, I will always protect Social Security and Medicare. He did not protect it. He wanted to do bad things to it for our great senior citizens. And when I get back into the Oval Office, I will totally obliterate the deep state. We started with Comey. We got rid of him. And we got rid of a lot of bad people. We will root out the corruption, bribery, and influence selling in our nation's capital. And we will start by exposing every last crime committed by crooked Joe Biden. Because now that he indicted me, we're allowed to look at him. But he did real bad things. We will restore law and order to our communities. And I will direct a completely overhauled DOJ to investigate every Marxist prosecutor in America for their illegal, racist, and reverse enforcement of the law. On day one, I will sign a new executive order to cut federal funding for any school pushing critical race theory, transgender insanity, and other inappropriate racial, sexual, or political content onto our children. And I will not give one penny to any school that has a vaccine mandate or a mask mandate.
No, no, we're going to make America great again. It's not going to take very long. Not going to take very long. And I will keep men out of women's sports. Is that okay? I will fully uphold the Second Amendment. I will continue to protect innocent life. We will restore free speech. And I will secure our elections like they've never been secured before. Man, I don't know. When he talks about stuff, it just seems like it's more fun. When he talks about building the wall and doing all that, it seems like it's more fun. When Vivek talks about building a wall, it seems too serious. It's just... And I think also I will build a missile dome. Oh. Yeah. And... Oh, let's bring up a picture of this guy again. Here he goes. I have to tell you, too. I want you to look closely at his hands. He's clearly a white supremacist. Oh, my God. Oh, well, look, <laughs> look at look what he's doing. Look what he's doing with his hands. And then look it up. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, my. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just, I can't. I, I just, I don't know. I just don't know. Um. <laughs> oh, did, did you hear this story about um, election officials? in several Washington counties were sent letters with a white powdery substance. And the message was calling for an end to elections so that the political right doesn't gain any more power. So apparently these letters were laced with fentanyl probably came from Canada. Um, <laughs> Uh, here's a picture of the letter. And there's an Antifa symbol on these letters. Here, I'll show you. Coming up. There it is. Show you this angle first. There's that. And yeah, see there, see, and there's a uh, a gay pride flag and a a satanic symbol on the bottom. Isn't that nice? You know, somebody doesn't like democracy. Somebody apparently with <clears throat> Antifa ties. Anyway. So the chair of the Skagit GOP confirmed 
the letter sent to Skagit election officials also had a Portland, Oregon return address, which means it was likely from the same person or group behind the Pierce County letters. It says here, this is what I'm reading about it. So in total, three separate elections were halted. And so the election results were not immediately available. I guess the counting was delayed overnight and it was in Tacoma. Those votes are deciding the fate of a measure to adopt renter protections in Spokane, Washington, a mayoral race too close to call. Anyway, yeah, so they got these letters. Hmm. And what was this one here? This is the day before Seattle synagogues received suspicious packages containing white powder. TPM's Ari Hoffman, the Hoff father, warned that Hamas is a local issue. Let's bring this one up, shall we? Yeah, let's do that. Listen to what this guy has to say. Hang on here. Hang on. Hang on. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. I got to get the thing queued up properly so that it pops up on the screen, right? Don't worry. You're going to love this one. I think. I haven't heard it. So we're running this one on the fly. Okay. Here he is. The Hoff father. Ari, you're really talking about the Israel stuff a lot. A lot, a lot. And how much longer do you intend to keep doing this? Now, most of the people who say that are usually people who call to beat up on me about something or get mad at me about something, but I think a lot of people need some explanation here. Hamas is a local issue now. Jews in Seattle, because of the ongoing anti-Semitism, I mean, somebody sent a threatening email to one of the kosher delivery places around here. People are sending in threats that we're seeing all across the country. People are assaulting college kids on college campuses just because they're Jewish. You're seeing this stuff everywhere, all over the place. Because terrorists invaded Israel, so now we're at risk here in the U.S. Because terrorist supporters have decided to target Jews, and so many people have turned their backs on the Jewish people. Hamas is a local issue now. Okay. We need the police. There's not as many of them as we used to have before. Oh, hang on. We're not done. When you call yeah. the police, they don't show up as quickly as we need them to. The police, there's not as many of them as we used to have before, so we need to hire private security. When you call the police, they don't show up as quickly as we need them to. That's why we have our own guns. Half of my synagogue came up to me this weekend and said, Ari, where can I get guns? Where do you go shooting? Where can I get training? So I want to be very, very clear before this next segment just to be clear with everybody. I voted for Tanya Wu. Tanya Wu, for those of you who don't live in the Seattle area, is running for Seattle City Council District 2. My whole family, anybody who could vote in my family, voted for Tanya Wu. Now, do we particularly know Tanya Wu or like Tanya Wu? No, not especially. In fact, so far, we've had zero luck getting her on the show. No luck whatsoever even getting her on the show. But she's running against Tammy Morales. She's running against Tammy Morales who supports the Democrat Socialists of America. She's a member of the Democrat Socialists of America. So what's the worst of two options? 
That's a clear, clear decision. Tammy Morales, who supported defunding the police. Tammy Morales, who when you say, hey, Tammy, are you a socialist? She says no. Tammy Morales is whose office, when I have called her a socialist on air or in articles, thank you so much for listening and reading, guys. Really do appreciate that. Ask for retractions. And you know what I send back to them every time? I send back this interview she did with Chris Daniels back in 2019. Everybody likes to label people, right? And the stranger said, you are a member of the Democratic Socialists of America. The mayor labels you as a socialist, but you told the stranger you're not a socialist. So what's the deal with that? I am a member of DSA. And, you know, really what this race is about is representing the needs of the people in this district. I'm also a member of the 37th District Democrats. And um, this is about ensuring that we really shift the way we're thinking about the economy. Yeah, let's shift it over to socialism, like the Democratic Socialists of America want. How's that working out for you? That's when I sent them that video clip. That's when they stopped asking for correction. She said it herself. So days after Hamas raped, tortured, and executed over 1,500 Israelis and kidnapped over 200 people, including Americans, the Democrat Socialists of America were organizing marches across the U.S., including in Seattle, with known anti-Semites in support of the terrorist organizations. Even some of the most hardcore progressives distanced themselves, but not Morales. This is according to Politico. Hang on. Go to my little black book of the right-wing media conspiracy. Let's see who I got here. I got Newsmax. I got Fox, Daily Wire, Daily Caller. I definitely do not have Politico. This is Politico reporting at the time. Representative Jamal Bowman let his membership lapse. Colleague Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez ripped the New York chapter of a pro-Palestinian rally on Sunday. Progressive politicians looking for an endorsement from the Democratic Socialists of America have long faced a Middle East litmus test, answering questions about whether they'll boycott Israel and if they back Palestinians, quote unquote, living under occupation. Now, for endorsements, as a candidate, you have to fill these things out. They send you this test, which you have to take. I thought I was done taking tests, you know, when I was in college. But they send you this test, and if your answers aren't right, you don't get the endorsement. This is the answer, the question, rather on the test that Tammy Morales took for an endorsement from the DSA. One, do you pledge not to travel to Israel if elected to city council in solidarity with Palestinians living under occupation? Even though foreign policy falls outside the purview of municipal government, gestures like travel to a country by elected officials from a city the size and prominence of New York still send a powerful message, as would the refusal to participate in them. Obviously, ours says Seattle. Do you support the boycott, divest, and sanctions movement? That's an anti-Semitic movement against Israel. If not, why? Morales got their endorsement. Now, I know some of you are going to say, Ari, but she says she's Jewish. No, she only says she's Jewish when she's running against the Jewish candidate. Tammy Morales is as Jewish as a ham sandwich. Tammy Morales married a Jew. That don't make you Jewish. You got to go through a lot to become a member of our tribe. And that's the reason that we discourage people from doing so. Tammy Morales doesn't meet with the Jewish community. Tammy Morales has never set foot inside of any of our synagogues. Tammy Morales ignores requests from Jewish journalists. Spare me the nonsense that you're Jewish just because you married a guy who's a non-observant Jew. Shut up with that. I get enough fake Jews in my life. Here's another one here. Yeah, you're only Jewish when it's politically convenient because then you can check your intersectional box one more. Oh, Latino, woman, progressive, Democrat, socialist of America, Jewish. Yeah, as you see around the world, it's not getting us very far. They're all turning our backs, their backs on us. She doesn't want to give up her progressive credentials. It's like, do I want the Jewish vote or do I want the Antifa vote? 
do I want the Jewish vote or the Democrat Socialists of America vote? I'm going with the Democrat Socialists of America who support terrorism. Yay! Morales votes with radical Marxist and known anti-Semite Kishama Sawant 98% of the time. Yes, we did the math. 98% of the time. You think you're getting rid of Sawant? You still have Morales there. She's still there. Sawant, literally last week, had a rally, had an event, had a press conference at City Hall, which only two members of the media showed up to, and very few of her supporters, aside from the ones that hold signs behind her, showed up to. But she's wearing the Hamas keffiyeh during the thing. She has run multiple anti-Semitic and anti-Israel events before. And this is who you vote with 98% of the time? She's endorsed. You have Morales endorsed by Pramila Jayapal. Pramila Jayapal, who's a raging anti-Semite. Any Jew, if Pramila Jayapal offered their endorsement, would say, no, thank you very much, and go something. Well, I can't say on the radio. Not Jewish. Ham sandwich. That's you. I should just make a graphic. Tammy Morales' picture on one side, equal sign, then ham sandwich. Put them both together. That's it. Insane. Absolute insane. Morales routinely allies with, idolizes some of the biggest socialists and Jew haters in the Democrat Party. She's put up posts praising Ilhan Omar, Rashida Tlaib, and the whole crew. Since the deadly October 7th terror attacks, I've emailed her office three times asking if she would renounce her DSA membership and have been met with silence. And I know they're getting them because the person who's in charge of communications occasionally gets back to me and goes, I'll ping her again. I'll ping her again. So I know they're getting them. This should be a slam dunk for Tanya Wu. This should be a slam dunk. I don't know who she's getting advice from, but she's getting some pretty bad advice. You want to know why I haven't really been making endorsements? Here's my endorsement. I don't like voting for the lesser of two evils. Do I think Tanya Wu's evil? No. Do I think she's done some great stuff in the Asian community? Yes. Am I impressed with her campaign? No. She showed up at my door last night, Tanya Wu. I wasn't home. So they got my wife instead. <laughs> I wasn't home. I wish I had been home. I would have had a few things to ask her about. She's doorbelling. She's doorbelling in the neighborhood. And you know what? There are some serious safety concerns because you know what? When I'm not home, my wife doesn't answer the door immediately. Flip on the ring doorbell. Flip on the light out front. Maybe check the gun safe. Maybe get that. Who's there? Answer from far away. That kind of stuff. Because we're living in fear. We're living in fear right now because if somebody knows what they are looking for, you can spot a Jewish house. And anti-Semites know that, aside from the giant Israeli flag on my house, next to the giant American flag, next to the giant Kraken flag, I'm pretty easy to find. So you know what? We take extra security precautions. I'm not going to list all the extra security precautions we have. But when somebody's doorbelling, we're hesitant to open the door because people are out to kill Jews. Who's at the door? Is it the door dasher going to see if a mezuzah or something or do something like a woman in California yesterday whose door dasher told her Jews should starve and wouldn't give her her groceries? When you're looking up the laws about shooting a home intruder, it's become a local issue. And it's not just Jews, by the way. How much crime is out there that's affecting non-Jews? Crime affects all of us. And Morales voted to defund the police time and time and time again. So Tanya Wu said when she was at my door yesterday, according to my wife, she said, I'm not discussing the Hamas stuff because it's not a local issue. Of course it's a local issue. The person you're running against is part of an organization that supports terrorists. 
is part of an organization that wants to defund the police and put all of us more at risk. It's part of an organization that advocates for releasing people from prison. Of course it's a local issue. This is the local issue because this organization seems to be committed to the downfall of America. How is Hamas not a local issue? How is protecting Jewish constituents not a local issue? And how many people listening to this are thinking, yeah, I'm not even Jewish and I worry about police response times. I worry about being arrested for using my gun in self-defense in my own home. Tammy Morales is DSA, a group that supported and justified the Hamas massacre on October 7th. She supported defunding the police. She is dangerous, not just for the Jews, whose heightened sense of paranoia is legitimate right now, but for everyone who is fed up with having to worry about who's at the front door. I know many of you have the same concerns I do. I know you do. This is the local issue. It's a big issue for Joe Biden, too. Big protest in Chicago. A protest to protest the genocide in Gaza, as it was put. If you want to call it a genocide, is it a genocide? Is that what's going on? I am always reluctant to use any words because people have such strong views one way or the other on this. Here's uh, here's what it looked like in Chicago, the Windy City. And Biden himself, well, he says, no chance of a ceasefire. That's what he said when he was um, scrummed by media today. Bring this clip up. This is uh, maybe not the best version of it, but it's the best one I can find at the moment. You'll hear what he has to say. Here we go. This is... um, Found this one in the YouTube shorts. I knew he was talking about it. Here we go. What are the chances of the Gaza ceasefire? None. No possibility. So he says, no chance of a ceasefire, but still optimistic that they'll get the hostages out. We'll see how it goes. Let's take a little break here. I'll come back on the other side.
Maverick News. The world is watching. The New World Order Government Overreach The Great Reset Mainstream Media Lies Now more than ever Independent voices are needed Donate now At FreedomReporters.com That's FreedomReporters.com Maverick News The Antivirus Program For Your Mind You know, it does, it does feel like um, society is just coming apart at the seams, doesn't it? I have to say, like, when I go out into my community where I live, everything's pretty stable. No issues. But when I'm living in cyber world here sharing this information with you, reviewing stories, seeing what's going on in places like Montreal, Chicago, and elsewhere. Seems like things are coming apart at the seams. And I guess you really don't have to go very far from where I live. Just down the street, just down the road, Windsor, Ontario. This is, uh, this is what Leo had to put up with today. Mouth of the South. The man without a plan, somebody, I don't know if this was planned or not, but planned or not, as this happened, somebody somebody took out Leo's mailbox today. Here's security camera footage that Leo got. I think this is from a neighbor's security camera. Let's bring this up. I'll show you. And then there's the confrontation afterward. Okay, here we go. Got to click so many buttons to get this stuff up on the screen. Like, got to do like seven clicks or eight clicks. The guy walking in front, let's just roll it back a little bit. We'll roll it back. So here's the suspect. He's standing there. What's he doing? He's trying to decide what to do. He's got a cooler. Then he just walks across. He's standing there. Well, why would he do this? Just walks across, goes over. He's going to walk up to Leo's mailbox. And he yanks it out of the ground. That's where it ends. Watch it one more time. For, for what reason? I don't know. And it, this isn't like, um, maybe it doesn't, it's a very local thing. Maybe it doesn't seem like a big deal, but it's just, it just illustrates the, the deterioration, the erosion of our communities. I don't know. It, it just, if that isn't enough to just piss you off. And it is enough to piss you off. Pissed off Leo. So Leo sent this post posted this today too. Okay. So this is what, and I don't blame him a bit for chasing this guy down the street. I'd do the same damn thing. 
Here we go. Who's harassing you? Here. Hey, buddy. You're on camera. Why'd you just try and steal my fucking mailbox? What? Who's harassing you? You just walked up on my fucking property and just tried ripping my steel fucking mailbox out of the ground. It's on video. Pardon me? Can you see the video? Yeah, you're going to see the video, all right. I had to dig a hole and put cement in the fucking hole. You just fucking broke my fucking steel mailbox. I'm bullying you, eh? You're a fucking goof. Fucking idiot. So this is what the fucking creeps are doing. I'm fucking sick and tired of it. I'm going to fucking smash somebody out. My motherfucking mailbox. You can't have fucking nothing nice in the city. Oh, because it's metal. We're going to go to the re-scrap re -scrap it at the fucking... What a fucking goof. I'm harassing him. Fucking tore right out of the fucking ground. Concrete and all. He did that because he wants to scrap metal. You can't have fucking nothing nice in this fucking world, man. I'm fucking sick and tired of these creepy crawling cocksuckers. Unfucking believable. Unfucking believable. Wow. Unfucking believable. box too no. did he steal yours did he steal your fucking mailbox too no yours is still on the fucking wall unfucking believable I know the, the wife took off and she said, there's a creepy crawler. He looks like he's got a lunchbox. You don't look like he's that type of guy. And I'm watching him. And I see him come right across the street from your house and grab my motherfucking mailbox and fucking try and rip it right out of the ground. Scrap metal. I'm not kidding you. Should have stuffed him in the mailbox. What a fucking goof. Don't worry. I ain't calling the fucking cops.
that ain't my fucking style. But you see that creepy crawler, you got a video of him. See him in your fucking neighborhood, just watch out. Not fucking believable. Hi, Christina, how are you doing? Some shout outs. So if you're just watching now, fucking... I'm watching the guy through my fucking window walk across the street and he grabbed the hold of my mailbox and he fucking tried tearing it, tearing it out. Like, it's not even fucking aluminum. It's fucking tin. What are you going to get for that? <laughs> not fucking believable. What a fucking day. Wow. Fucking dirt squirrels everywhere in this fucking city. I'm sick and tired of it. Yeah. Quite a state we've uh, fallen into. How did we get here? I don't know. Hell of a mess, eh? Hell of a mess. Okay. Let's take another quick break. Uh, in a moment, I will remind you before we go to break again that uh, you can support the show by donating at freedomreporters.com. You can support free speech by donating at freedomreporters.com and free media. And... You can also support the channel at Freedom Reporters, sorry, at maverickdonations.com. That's the Give, Send, Go page. That takes you to freedomreporters.com, takes you to the PayPal. And I have to say thank you very much to David Doyle and to Rosemary Mack, both of whom donated in the Rumble Rants last night. And I did not see that until just moments after we entered the program. So I wanted to make a point of saying thank you to both of you for your donations last night in the Rumble Rants on Rumble, which works like the Super Chats. And of course, we are demonetized still and probably forever on YouTube. And uh, we don't have any monetization on any other platforms. So it's entirely up to you guys to support the channel. You're the only support that we have. And if we can't pay the bills, then we're in trouble. So need your help. Appreciate your help very much. Please like, share, subscribe. Um, yeah, like and share on Facebook. Subscribe on the YouTube channel. If you happen to be watching our backup channel on YouTube and please subscribe to our Rumble channels, two of them, Maverick 2 and Freedom Reporters over on Rumble as well. So what I'll do is we'll take a break, like I said, and I will get the phones set up and we'll take a few calls tonight. On the other side of this.
fear not the storm. For truth is on our side. Maverick News. The world is watching. Okay, and I'll run the video so you know what number to call. And where'd you go? There it is. Here's the number so you can exercise your right to free speech. Join the conversation. Call 1-833-975-3733. That's 1-833-975-FREE. Speak up. Speak out. Make your voice heard. Maverick News. Fighting for freedom by defending your right to free speech. Be a Maverick. Join us. Hello, world. Are you awake? Uniting humankind by liberating millions of minds at a time. Maverick News. The world is watching. Okay, folks, you can join the conversation at 1-833-975-3733. That's 1-833-975-3733. And we have our first caller on the line. It's the one, the only man without a plan. Yo, rumble fuckers out there. There's 350 of you watching right now. But you know what? When I posted that on Facebook, Rick, everybody's comments were like smash them. I couldn't believe the violence coming out of people's mouths. Right. That's the easy thing for me to do Yeah, was to fill them in. Okay. And, uh, uh, pave some potholes in my fucking road. Okay. But I'm on bail for starters. He's not on my property. And I don't even know if that's even legal if he's on your property. Right. But, uh, prior to that, I was fixing my door and I, was drilling everything maybe a half hour, 45 minutes before. And uh, I brought my drill in. I said, yeah, somebody probably walked by and steal it, right? That's how you bait these fuckers. If you want to bait them, put a shitty DeWalt that don't even work on your front porch, and you can bait them all day long, right? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, maybe he has a fetish with mailboxes, because I know a lot of guys that have fetishes with female boxes. <laughs> I don't. It just it just seems really weird to me. I mean, he he grabbed hold of the thing and then just pulls it over. Well, 
what was he doing? Trying to take it with him? And the, the funny thing was, when I confronted him, he, he didn't look like a drug addict, okay? He was coherent, okay? Uh, but he was carrying a cat cage. And we have uh, three outdoor cats mm. and a couple indoor cats. And, you know, maybe he's, I don't know, I don't know, man, but, you know, it's only going to get a lot worse. You know, I'm in court today. I actually uh, adjourned again. Uh, yesterday was court and the, the lawyer called in sick or, well, she came to court and she got sick. So she left me there and I had to stand up in front of the judge and adjourn my own damn case. And the same thing today, right? She called me, I'm not going to make it, right? Well, I'm in court. There's guys there. One guy gets six months house arrest for stabbing somebody. Bizarre. That, you know, yeah. you're the, you're the guy in court and, you know, house and he got house. Oh, arrest. they're coming after it. They're, yeah, I'm in court and they're coming after everything. I'm telling you, this yeah. digital, uh, I see why this digital bullshit's crazy, okay? They're coming after everything. I mean, they're trying to come after my motherfucking house. I've been paying 20 something years on it. Okay? They want it all. They, they uh, show me all kinds of shit in the disclosure. Uh, maybe I shouldn't discuss my disclosure right now, but I really don't give a fuck, okay? Uh, over $800,000 in just in check transactions between me and my business, right? Uh, and uh, the police, they, they like to do shit like, uh, well, this is what they did. They kicked me out of my business because even though marijuana was legal at the time, okay, they kicked me out of my business, put locks on the doors, and when they came and seized the computers and the POS system and everything else, right, uh, uh, it gave them the forensic footprint, right, to come after whatever they wanted forensically. But I was giving away a lot of money, okay? I got... I can't even recall, right? So my lawyer said, well, where's the records? They were in the place. The cops locked it. So they took the records, and I never got my fucking records. Okay, and they're coming after everything. Like It's to the point I told my lawyer, you know what? She said, it's going to cost. I can't even take it to trial. The others, it's out of my league, and it's going to cost you $100,000 for, for in more lawyer fees. That ain't going to happen. Okay, I'd rather go to fucking prison at this point you know, than to you know cough up a hundred grand. That's a lot of money. You know, when you see, well, when you see guys stabbing people and getting six months house arrest, okay, this is a financial crime. They're trying to say it's uh, money laundering. Well, I gave out a lot of checks, okay, and they a lot. Okay, and she says, "Well, do you know who this girl is?" I say, "I know exactly who this girl is," and she was a mother of three. She's a mother of three kids, okay, and she had no place to go with her kids because she went to split up with her husband. And I cut her a check for eight fucking grand. It was her first and last and bills, utilities and food or whatever, right? Just shit like that, right? I said, there's going to be a hundred people that are going to come testify on my behalf. But I gave money. Like, it was free money. Mm. That's what it was. And I knew the government was going to come after it, so I gave it away <laughs> to the people that needed it, right? And now I'm going to pay at the end? Fuck them. That's where I'm at, right? So it's very depressing the last couple of days because this time, you know, we went back an hour. Yeah. Right? Uh, yeah. Went back an hour and you know, I'm just fucking depressed. I told my wife, you know, I, I just want to take my jet ski out right now and fuck off and not come back and freeze to death out in fucking Lake Erie somewhere. That's how bad it is. Mm -hmm. right? I'm pretty positive, okay, 99.9% .9 of the time, but this 0.1% right now is fucking, yeah, I'm not there, right? It's like, Everybody's fucking around, right? And then when Buddy grabs my mailbox, fuck yeah. Jesus, what's going on with this world, man? Well, you were pretty restrained, I thought. You kept it together. 
you know what? And a lot of people know me and they know what I'm capable of doing, right? I'm no slouch. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to be a slouch for anybody. But like I said, if he was, if I would have baited him with my fucking DeWalt, okay, I would have had him on my porch. Would have been a different story. I got a pit bull. I got a Rottweiler, and you got my two fists. Fucking, you know, not that I needed it for him, right? But could have been a whole different scenario, and I'd probably be locked up because that's the way the system goes. My brother-in-law out in Bothwell by you, same shit happened. He confronts a thief in his fucking garage, so he puts the beat down on him. Okay. The cops come, they arrest my brother-in-law, and he's he's law-abiding, okay? Never had a charge in his life. He was tied up in the courts for three years. It cost him $30,000 in a lawyer, and he got a conditional sentence at the end. For somebody on your property stealing your shit, and you confront him, come on. You know, yeah. I'm, what are we, a bunch of, sh- bunch of sheep? Just waiting, waiting to be victimized? A lot of things are upside yeah. down. It's upside down, buddy. Yeah. It's really upside down. And I've, I've had it really. I'll tell you one thing about jail and I'll say this to everybody, you know, jail's not a fun place to be, but you make the best of it. And I can tell you this much. There ain't no woke fucking society in there. Zero zippo. We don't play that game in there. Okay. You want to be woke. You're going to go to sleep. You don't play the game in there. Okay. And that's just the way it is. Um, you know, and I'm to that point, like, fuck really, you know, I missed two days of work for this court shit. It's like fucking. Then my boss like, do you want to come into work next week? I don't want to fucking go back to work ever. Yeah, I understand. You know, yeah. If I don't go back to work, I might qualify for legal aid. I don't have any money. Sorry. Right. So that's where I'm at. So I think this uh, time change shit. They should fucking switch it. Get just get rid of it. Really? Yeah, I don't like it either. Well, they do it for who? The farmers? <laughs> come on. Yeah, you know, it's, uh, people are depressed, okay. Yeah. And it, the, the, with the way the economy is, and the way fucking groceries are, and and I'm thinking, court, hundred grand here, you know, you know, this is fucking getting ridiculous to the point where, you know, I can see people, a lot of people, committing fucking suicide in this country because they're depressed, buddy. And I don't yeah. fucking blame them if you can't feed your own family at the end of the day. Uh, you know, that takes a toll on your mental health. A lot of stress out there. Inflation's out of control. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, yeah. Everything's out of control. Rent, yeah. inflation. You know, the, the guy's trying to steal a tin fucking mailbox I bought on Amazon. It cost me 80 bucks. And it, the, the crazy thing is it sat in a box in my house for three years. And my wife always yelling at me to put up this mailbox. <laughs> so for Mother's Day, me and my son, she went shopping. I said, hurry up, get the shovel. We dug the hole, put the concrete in the water, set up the mailbox for Mother's Day. I said, watch, don't even tell your mom. She probably won't even notice it's up. Well, she noticed it right away, right? And she's like, oh, that's very nice of you guys. You know, right? And so that was her Mother's Day gift. And it's like, <laughs> unbelievable, really. <laughs> wow. Like it's fixable. Yeah. <laughs> it's fixable. Still. But it's made out of shit. Yeah, it's made out of shit. Shit Chinese tin. What are you going to get? Two cents at the fucking scrapyard for it? Yeah. Like, come on, man. What are you going to do? But it's um, only going to get a lot worse, people. Okay? I mean, I don't care what hood you're from. You could be in South Windsor. You could be, well, look at Hollywood. Okay, you could be anywhere you want. Uh, in North America, it's going to get a lot worse before it gets, I don't even, I don't know the remedy on getting it better, buddy. I don't. Because when the police ain't even going to come to a scene, why are you, why are you even going to call? Why are you even waste your fucking time? Right? Yeah. So, And I hear Chatham's getting bad, too. 
we've got our problems up here for a small city. Yeah. It, it doesn't, it's never used to be like what I'm seeing now. You'd never had homeless people here before, but we do now. It's yeah. You uh, put a, you put a ring, you put a ring doorbell in, they'll steal the fucking ring doorbell. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They don't give a shit. Right. It's like unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yep. You know, the, it kind of, I, I kind of laughed about it after when my wife got home. She's like, "Yeah, I seen that. She's seen the video, right?" She's yeah. like, "That's unbelievable." And I was laughing, you know. I said, "You know, for what it is, it is, right?" Uh, but shit, nothing sacred. I'm glad I got a seven foot fence around my house. It's like a moat. It looks like the wall in Gaza around my property. And I did that a couple of years ago, and I'm glad I did. Well, take some pictures and send to send them to Vivek Ramaswamy. He's looking for designs for his. <laughs> yeah you know what that kind of reminds me of uh, donald trump or donald trump uh, joe biden saying he wanted to build a, a fast rail to india across the uh the pacific ocean <laughs> that's right i forgot about that yeah he, he did say that right so yeah. you know yeah you know keep training pal you know <laughs> and who's gonna pay for the wall us yeah we gave it all to ukraine maybe the ukrainians will pay us back yeah, maybe. Um, <clears throat> wouldn't hold my breath on that. I don't think so. Yeah, well, it, it, it's actually pretty funny how we're not hearing today about the Ukrainians anymore. The war just stopped. Yep, that's an indication to me that uh, we're in the final stages of whatever it is that they uh, they have going on over there. So I think that's sort of mm -hmm. a positive thing. It's just unfortunate. Well, terrible to say it's unfortunate that so many people died. It's a tragedy. It's horrific, really. Hundreds of thousands of people have been killed. 100%. With one last note, everybody out there, if you got it, give it. Rick could use it. Okay, keeps the phones going, keeps the program running. With that being said, Rick, you guys all have a good night. Thank you, Leo. Really appreciate that. And we'll move on to our next caller here. And hello. Who do we have on the line? Hello, how are you tonight? I'm fine. How are you, Chris? Not too bad. I was just listening to Leo there, and uh -huh. man, uh, I, I can I feel for him. Like everybody, like even I'm depressed. Like this time change. Like even though we yeah. go back and we're supposed to get being an hour of sleep, the fact mm -hmm. that it's dark by quarter to five, it's just it's <laughs> And you know what? People yeah. are already depressed, so this isn't helping you know like i think leo's right i mean saskatchewan doesn't change yeah i'm never right chris and i'm oh, never hi, right leo. chris and i'm still on the line because i know how to get into this line I, uh, Jay, <laughs> between me and jason lafachi okay i uh, broke in the rick's line and oh, uh nice, I, I just it's I, nice to talk to you it's nice to talk i just to want to say you're Leo. you're one of my favorite callers and johnny and pam and you know oh. uh, Okay, uh, yeah, right. Okay, she never calls. Uh, but I just want to say you're one of my favorite, and uh, it is what it is. Don't be so depressed. This shall this shall uh, pass is a good slang. Uh, oh. Good slang. Well, what I wanted to say was, so I live in a really small town, and we have a lot of drug houses, like meth houses, around here. And at night, the activity, and you guys are riding the bikes around. You can't have anything nice outside. They steal the stuff, then the police know who they are, so they'll come and arrest them. They'll have their day in court, they get slapped on the hand, and they're out again, and the next night it continues. It's, it's, it's like a revolving door. 
And it's crazy. Like you said, you can't have anything nice outside. Like that guy was pretty brazen to walk up and do that to your mailbox. Like, like you said, I guess he thinks it was worth something, right? Well, it wasn't even <laughs> noon yet. I think maybe, you know, it's just past noon. It's like, <laughs> it's you know, usually shit happens after dark, right? Yeah. Now they got, That's, now they're like zombies. Okay, now. That is, that is bizarre. And, and that he looks like he was, and you said he, you don't think he was spaced out. To me, he seemed like he was kind of, I don't know, like he just, he didn't seem very concerned that you were approaching him. No, and, and, and you couldn't hear it in the thing, but he offered me five dollars. Oh. So I'll give you five bucks. Come on, man. Okay. Oh my god. <laughs> he, he offered uh, me five dollars, and I'm like, that ain't gonna work, right? So, you know, yeah, just no. be vigilant. I'm no. the type of guy I don't sleep like I'm up now till six o'clock in the morning. I'm off work, oh, okay. tonight, but yeah, you know, I, I watch the Ford as we go, right? And uh, there's a yeah. lot of crazy shit going on. Just be very vigilant around your surroundings. Like the guy looked normal; he looked like the type of guy I'd have over for fucking Sunday dinner. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. So, he didn't look like he didn't look like a guy that goes around doing that kind of stuff. But like you said, you do have to always, like, if I go out alone at night, I'm always watching my surroundings. Like even when I come in, like where I park, I don't have a light in my driveway for my garage. And I have one of those old garages where you got to get out, go in the door, open the main door and then get in your car. And then, so, but I have light on the other side. So at least I can see my yard, which is good. But yeah, you have to be careful. That's for sure. Be, but I, be I just careful. want to chime in tonight. And, okay. Bye Chris. Okay. All right. Thank you, Chris. Okay, Rick. And anything else you want to talk? You want to talk about anything else? No, nope. you know all all this uh, rioting going on and this these you know fighting going on and I and I kind of had to laugh just a little bit because she's always get, saying, "Oh, this isn't Canada. We don't do these things." Hmm. Oh, but it was okay for you to call the police and and beat the shit out of all the freedom fighters at the protests, the yeah. suffers. Yeah. <laughs> so you mean like it's just. Yeah, I, I can't even listen to him anymore. He just actually makes me ill. Like he's here's a guy who just opened the borders, massive immigration, record levels of yep. immigration over the last eight years. He's changed the demographics of the country, the fabric, the the mm -hmm. tone of everything. Uh, you 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 bring people with opposing points of view on politics, religion, on everything. You put them yep. right side by side. What the hell did you think was going to happen? And then he sits there and says, exactly. well, this isn't Canada. Well, yeah, it is. It is today. Yeah, thanks is. to you. That This is it. Yep. What did you think was going to happen? I, I guess my question is, is should we, with all this violence going on between the Palestinians and the Israelis, should we as Canadians be concerned for our safety at, at any point in time? Do you think this is escalating more and more all the time? Like, yes. Yes, That's, absolutely. You know, one hundred percent. Everyone needs to be concerned for their safety, because while it's not widespread, there are. It only takes one person to do something really stupid. You see it in other countries all the time. Yeah. We've already seen it here in Canada. People with extreme ideas will do extreme things. And yes, they are here. It's just something we are going to have to deal with. 
And it will happen. Wow. It's just a matter of time. And that it they might not even target you, but if you're out shopping and somebody decides to blow themselves up, you 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 got to hope yeah. that you're not there when it happens. Yeah, that's and especially now that the holiday season is coming because you're going to get more and more people out shopping and doing stuff. You have to wonder, like, are things going to start intensifying more because of the holidays? Because All around the they world. know there's going to be more and more people out. All around the world, not just here. The immigration has taken place all yeah. through Western countries. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I have my own views on why that has happened. Um, we blame our governments. I think that it even goes beyond that. But, you know, I don't want to sound too conspiratorial here today. No. But the reality is no. it's happening. And so it's how it's, it has already yeah. happened. And in fact, tonight, I mean, the violence is just spreading. So in Spain, um, Alejo Vidal Quadras, formerly of PP, I guess, whatever that is, he's a sort of a right wing um, politician as described by the mainstream media, he was shot in the face today. Oh, Oh, wow. You know, so it's just everywhere. And it's everywhere. Spain is one of those countries that is in play because it's also a country that is being um, described by people with a political point of view. It's another occupied colonial power, right? Oh. Where the oh, okay. they're occupying the land. Um, they want, you know, well, I, I heard calls three days ago for Spain to give the land back. Well, we're going to face this. We're facing the same issues here. And um, I'm not going to get into it tonight, but I've already no. mapped out where the narrative on this is going to go. There's going to be another pivot in. I don't know exactly when yet. I haven't figured out the timeline, but I know how the narrative is going to pivot. And it's going to pivot in a way that will give um, justification for land claims, I think, to the immigrants coming to Canada in this in the same oh, much really? the same way as um, First Nations peoples have land claim huh. here too. It's well, I don't know I don't know yeah. if legally it will work. But I know what the no, narr- I, I know how they're going to spin the narrative. I've already kind of figured it out. And oh we wow, t- we can talk about it well, another night. Sure. So. Did you um, happen to see anything about the protest today in in Victoria, BC, about Bill Thirty Six? No. Okay. I'll, if you get a chance, um, I'll let you do some research on that. I won't get into it here, and you can kind of see what's going on. It's got to do, I think, a lot with the doctors and stuff in BC. A lot of not not a lot of good stuff is going on there. So, mm, okay, well, I haven't really followed too much about it. I just kind of heard about it through the grapevine, so yeah. I can't talk too much because I haven't done my research either tonight. But I thought I'd bring it up. But anyways, Rick, I'll let you get on to your next caller, Leo. It was nice talking to you in person, and I hope your court case continues to go well for you. And we'll talk to you guys later. Thank you, Chris. Always a pleasure. Okay. See ya. Bye. Okay. Bye. Okay, and we're going to actually wrap that up. So that comes to an end. Thank you guys for calling in. Really appreciate that. That actually gets us to 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So again, I'm just going to remind you that you can support the show by donating at freedomreporters.com. 
you see the URL on the ticker banner thinger down there. Um, freedomreporters.com, the scrolling ticker banner. You did the thing. I did the thing. I did the thing. I put the banner up. Uh, yeah. And I'll take this phone number off the screen right over here. And with that, I am going to go do other work. Wrap it up just a little bit earlier than normal tonight again, just because I'm trying to catch up and so much other work that I have to do behind the scenes here tonight. And uh, thank you guys again for uh, your support of the show. I will be back tomorrow night, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on the Maverick News Channel. Catch you all on the flip side. Got to find the closer thing. Oh, there it is. Peace out. This has been a Maverick Multimedia Productions.